Podcast. A Magical Myth Entertainment Production. Hosted by Miss Nikki Kirby. Co-hosted by Saul Ravencraft. Sponsored by Ever Moving Lee Rise and Moonlight Potions and Charms. Executive Producer Nikki Kirby. And welcome to Witch Hat Chats. Come on in and sit for a spell. Sponsored by Ever Moving We Rise, Moonlight Potions and Charms, and Saul Ravencraft, the Wizard for Hire. I am Miss Nikki Kirby, your goddess host, and we have returned the mystery co-host who has been gone for so long. You know what? I'm not even sure what his name is anymore. Hmm. <laughs> I think he's a sponsor. What's his name? You're so mean. You are so mean. (laughs) Saul Ravencraft. Oh, he's here. Oh, man. And he has a beard. Yes. Yes. Still had the beard. (laughs) How are you doing, Saul? I'm good. It's good to be back. Uh, Good to slip into the rhythm of things again. Uh, it's, uh, It's been a hell of a ride. But uh, some projects are big projects, and you you got to do the things. Yeah, so you were a pirate in Sherwood Forest. Now, how the hell did that come up? <laughs> well, so I actually had three different things that I was doing. Uh, I had seven uh, shows per day with a change in between each one. So basically, starting uh, with the 11 o'clock show, it was just go, 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 go until the end of the day, uh, which was was pretty interesting. Uh, It was not nearly as social as some of the previous years had been. Uh, And the, the pirate thing was a little unexpected. There was an act that was not able to be there because of some serious health concerns and they had to focus on their healing there and that left a couple of spots open on the stage so merlin put forward a proposal that we would do a sing-along and we just randomly selected that merlin would stay merlin and i would do a, a pirate character because pirates are a thing at renaissance festivals and kind of innocuous uh it, it wouldn't really require us to do a lot of in-depth writing or creation I was able to put my pirate outfit together with things I just had laying around the house. So I guess that says something about me. Uh, and we we did some songs and had people singing along and it was, it was a lot of fun. Then next I was the man behind the owl, Archimedes, in the Merlin show, which I've done for several years and I write and direct that show. And then uh, I had my own show, the occult show, which happened over on the Horseman stage. So three very different versions of what I'm doing. Uh, and then there was about a 30-minute break. And then had to get ready for Merlin, then Pirate, then Merlin, then another 30-minute break. And my spirit show at six. So lots of different energies, a lot of focus going on. I held that energy for three months or uh, two months uh, solid, uh, sort of working into it in the first month, uh, but held it for two months and then finally was done and I released that energy and I was immediately tired and achy and stupid. I was fortunate in that I was in a position to take about a week to recover. Um, But even with Sherwood going on, I had several other events that came up. We had talked about the bachelorette party that was coming up, which ended up being an amazing experience. They were all in on going down the rabbit hole, very genuinely interested in that experience. And then they all got personal readings afterwards. So that that ended up being a, a wonderful event. Um, but then it was an hour 
in the wrong direction from Sherwood. And so I finished, got packed up, drove two hours to get back to Merlin's trailer park and got to bed about 2.30 in the morning uh, for a seven o'clock wake, wake up call. Woohoo! Um, and uh, there were two or three other gigs that popped up in between when I thought I was just going to be doing laundry and resetting. Uh, so it was a fairly busy couple of months. And it was funny because initially I I got a little irritated because I'm being run a little ragged. Uh, I, I'm driving different places and doing all that. And I'm thinking, man, this is kind of rough. And then I went, well, you know, this is sort of what you asked for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? You said you wanted to manifest all this kind of stuff. And it's happening. So shut up and be grateful. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, and I was, I was, uh, but now that that Sherwood energy has has uh, been released, I I'm starting over uh, a little bit, not completely. I've got a few things going on with Nature's Treasures over the next couple of months, but uh, I uh, I lost some of my momentum uh, in having to turn everything to this other activity, and uh, so got a got to rebuild that's that's the nature of the kind of stuff that we do is uh yeah after after any kind of a break uh no no one's filling that stuff in for you <laughs> you got to keep it going so it was it was a rewarding experience and in particular the my personal shows were very rewarding i collected several email addresses um, and made stronger connections with people who had encountered me before. Uh, there were some really important things that happened during both the styles of shows. Um, in particular, there's one piece that I do uh, that's a kind of a, a grounding ritual. And there's some theatricality to it. We, we bend a spoon uh, as part of this, but we pass a river stone around and let people put stuff into it. And uh, then someone comes up and channels that, that energy that people put into the stone as they let things go. And we see a spoon bend visibly as, as a, a reaction to what's going on. Um, and it's metaphor, right? It's theater. Um, and yet there's stuff that goes on there. And I had several people that that had something significant happen to them, they were able to let go of something. One person had a very profound experience with that. And he told me he cried about 30 minutes after the program uh, as he was just letting that stuff go that needed to go. And that's, um, that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm, I'm always, I, I figured out, I was trying to explain to someone what I'm doing because they were very black and white about things. And that in the theater that I do, it gives people permission to do their own magic. Mm -hmm. it, it takes them into that split, that, that place of, of storytelling and context where, where real stuff happens. And sometimes I get to experience part of it, which is always nice. Sometimes I don't. And it just, it just happens. And, uh, and I may get to witness it. Um, but I think it's important. I think it's really important what I'm doing there. And I had people tell me so. Uh, I had people explicitly tell me that what I was doing was very important to them, and they would be upset if they didn't have access to it. So that makes me feel good, because as you can imagine, as an artist, I have doubts uh, every day about whether I'm doing anything that matters. Um, and uh, it was nice to get some of that reinforcement and have some of that experience out in the in the middle of the crazy festival. Just a wonderful thing. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm glad I did it. Uh, it'll come up again, but get a long break, and now got to make all the other things go. Uh, now I saw what you were doing with uh, with the interviews. I thought you did fantastic interviews. 
on uh, without me butting into things. You uh, you did just fine in having some of those conversations. I really enjoyed those. So thank you. Uh, good on you. You know what you're doing. Of course, I always know what I'm doing. <laughs> that must be nice. Well, you know what they say, you know, you act like you know what you're doing, even if you don't know what you're doing, right? (laughs) You're making it up as you're going along. Well, right, right. Although I I tell you, I've hit a point now where I feel more comfortable with being more open about that reality. Um, Because I recognized that a lot of people I knew had their game face on and they looked a lot more collected and and successful, uh, easily successful than they actually were. And I believed that. I, I thought they just had it all figured out and there was just something wrong with me. And <laughs> I realized that they're not necessarily doing it any better than I am. They've just figured out how to how to radiate that. And then when I realized that, I thought, you know, I bet there's a lot of people looking at me that think I've got everything figured out and think that it's just so easy and that there's something wrong with them. And well, I, I realized I, I should open the kimono a little bit and, and let people see the scars. You know, I think the thing about it is you should go more on your instincts and trust yourself a little bit more. In which you give yourself credit. That's the thing about it. That's fair. And when you do that, because he saw when you do that, you you fly beautifully, and you don't trust yourself enough. That that's so, probably so, fair. You want to hear what the divination is for today? I always do. All right. So our tea divination is for today comes from an actor by the name of Nick Miley. Does everybody know who Nick Miley is? I am not familiar. You're not familiar with him? Okay. Nick Miley is the guy who does the puppet for Yoda. And he looks just like you, Saul. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, exactly like you. When I looked him <laughs> up, he looked just, I was like, damn, that's all. <laughs> nice. We ought to put this picture up, and you're up, and just, and just look. You're like, damn, that's all. Anyway, Nick Mally said, and I quote, you can't live an exceptional life by being normal, unquote. There you go. Sure. It reminds me of a quote. Uh, There's a wonderful book called uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Yeah, yeah. But the book is just glorious. The wonderful thing about the book is it's got all these footnotes in it. And it's written in a very Dickensian style. And it, it has these footnotes that tell you all these things about... Uh, the history of the Raven King and and the 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 history of magic and all of that kind of thing, and it's done in a way that is completely believable. But none of that information is real. It's all part of the universe that she created, and so she takes you very very deeply into this universe. But Jonathan Strange is out in the field in the Napoleonic Wars, and he's working for uh, Lord, um, it's not Lord Nelson, um, some other Lord, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But yeah. Jonathan Strange is making requests, and, and uh, this Lord says, I suppose one ought not to hire a magician, or one ought not employ a magician and expect him to behave like a, a normal people. <laughs> uh, and that's a, that's a beautiful quote. It's a beautiful idea. And it's true that when we, when we switch off the main path, we, we make some choices. The first thing we do is we, we become responsible. I've had this conversation with several people over the last couple of months. There are certain spiritual paths that have this glorious uh, 
exit uh, strategy for responsibilities. There is some being that has taken all that on for you. And so you just worship and obey and and you're not responsible for what you do. That's mm -hmm. that's taken care of. You just mm -hmm. you just you're sorry and try not to do it again. Right. But when you take a path like we have chosen, you don't get to escape responsibility. You you become aware of the impact that you make on things. You you know that your choices have an effect and and you can't avoid it. You don't get to decide, well, I'm just not going to make any choices. I'm just not going to do anything. Right? You have to make these choices and do these things regardless of their impact. You try to be responsible for the impact, do have the least impact you can, make reparations where possible, but you're you're no longer blissfully ignorant of how you affect the world and how you affect people uh and you can't avoid it you just cannot avoid it you just have to own that shit and it's it's a scary thing for some people to uh to do that uh because they they don't they don't consider themselves to be a part of nature they see themselves as above nature uh and and so therefore they're they shouldn't be participating like everything else but if you look at nature every everything has some sort of a cost everything has some kind of an effect there's the prey and the predators even plants you know, something will start to grow and it'll it'll take over an area and, and the things that that were growing there and thriving there have to either move over or die. Uh, and or and that. Right, right. If they can, sometimes they can't. Mm -hmm. And that that is just what it's like to be part of nature. You you can't do anything without impact. You can't do anything that that doesn't have perhaps unintended consequences and tough <laughs> you you gotta you gotta do things anyway and hopefully you are doing things in a way where your awareness excuse me uh, where your awareness is helping to guide you to do things in the most harmonious way or that you are working to bring that harmony back after you 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 know stomp around a little bit um but you you can't avoid it can't avoid it and that that just makes everything more complicated it makes everything more uh more impactful right you you just nothing's easy <laughs> once you get to that and um and yet there's so many other wonderful things that come with it because you're not beholden um and you you don't have to to have permission uh so if you're if you're willing to take it on it's a wonderful thing but my goodness gracious uh it uh you gotta you gotta build up your strength uh and your uh your will and your your self-reliance uh, for all of that. I think the whole world is trying to figure that out right now. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it. Seems like the whole world is trying to figure out what the hell it's doing right now. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Well, and we're we're running into some pretty tangible things. I think for a while people have been doing things with the idea that they're their actions and their attitudes and their communication had no effect. It just didn't matter. You know, you just say stuff and, and it doesn't matter. Um, and I think now we're finally able to see the reverberations of, of all that hateful rhetoric and attitude going out. Um, that, uh, 
that shooting that killed eight and injured seven at the uh, the outlet mall in Allen is uh, two miles from my parents' house. Mm. I've shopped at that outlet mall. So have they. Um, that that was that was really really close to home, and there's we're. we're we're seeing now with all of the hyper violence that seems to be going on right now, we're seeing the results of some people's attitude and actions. It's, it's, it's finally vibrated out enough that it's having a, a tremendous impact on things. And I, I don't know how we back out of it. I, I think, I think what happens is enough of us feed love back into the picture and it dampens that other vibration, but it's not going to happen by Thursday. Uh, there, there's a lot that's going to have to happen there. Yeah. I, it, it sucks. And, and I wish more people understood the impact of their, their, their personal impact on everything. I really do. Yes. And with that, um, we need to go to a commercial and listen to our wonderful sponsors. And we will be right back with Witch Hat Chats. Anybody can tell you what is on a tarot or oracle card. What matters is seeing beyond what others may not be able to see and help the client to uncover what lies in the mist. What do readings from Moonlight Potions and Charms do? Wednesday, I did this ancestor reading, and it was an amazing reading. And it was a detailed reading. And I remember talking to this customer's ancestors. And it was so delightful. And he wanted some questions to be answered about the magic in his family because he didn't know and his family was mostly like most of our families are you know how everything is like hush hush when it comes to the magic in his family and he wanted to know who can he actually talk to about the history of the magic in his family and i was able to give him specifically who he can go to to talk to about that what particular deity he can actually go to to be able to help him with this and it was just an amazing reading and, and talking to his ancestors they were such a delight and they told me so much about this customer it was just an absolutely wonderful wonderful reading for him and I was just so happy to be able to give him this wonderful reading it's really amazing to be able to give people these readings, these products that's really going to help them and be able to give back to the community because this is what Moonlight Potions and Charms is about. We want to help you to embrace the power of your own magic. That is what we are all about. It's to help you to do that. Book now and allow our wonderful staff to take care of your spiritual reading needs. And there is so much more in our Wicked store to help you to embrace the power of your own magic. So come on in to Moonlight Potions and Charms at www.moonlightpotionscharms.com and discover the wicked things that ignite the magical passion in you. I'm Saul Ravencraft, co-host of Witch Hat Chats. I understand just how confusing and chaotic it can be to open to a path of magic and manifestation. Everything seems to turn on its head. I want to be an ally as you find the way upon your path. My studio setup will let us do readings, coaching and exploration virtually, just as though you were sitting across the table from me. One size does not fit all, and we will work together to craft the right approaches to build your practice 
your confidence, and your power using the tools of divination, magical works, and spirit connections. It's never too late to embrace a new path and emerge empowered. Go to TexasMojoMan.com and select Contact to begin. There's a message now. Let's get started working on your very good fortune. Have you wondered what spirituality is? Spirituality is limitless, as it does not contain any boundaries on beliefs or practices. Spirituality's most important component is personal experience and allows one to explore it freely. Every Moving We Rise is a spiritual moving tradition, as our name is our lifestyle because we are persistently rising and moving forward. We realize that everyone's spiritual journey is extremely personal, but more easily traveled with reinforcement. We'll teach you to become friends with your shadow, emerge your authentic self, and give you time and space to develop your own spirituality. And when situations bump back, you'll have the entire community behind you, as we are a magical family who work to sustain each other. Discover the benefits of working within a society dedicated to helping you grow on your personal path. Visit us on our website, Linktree, or Facebook page and discover why we don't fit in the box. And welcome back to Witch Hat Chats. I am Saul Ravencraft, the prodigal Saul Ravencraft, returned here with Miss Nikki Kirby uh, back here on Witch Hat Chats. It's, uh, it's been a little while. Uh, and uh, it's nice to be back. It's uh, yes. nice to be back in this energy. I think everybody missed you. Well, that's nice. That's nice. It was still reachable, but just not here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so, you know... A lot of people don't understand or know what qualities you have as who you are, you know, as Saul, the wizard for hire. So, so if I were to hire, What would I be hiring you for? Well, so that's that's always been one of my challenges is being able to package that up. Uh, in the past, I had some very distinct skills. This is what my job was. And then when I went down the rabbit hole, some of that changed quite a bit uh, because I. it turns out I never was just one thing. Uh, I uh, None of us are. And uh, I, I had to, uh, I had to figure out how to embrace that. So, I am a storyteller. I am a theater person. I am a writer. I love to create and engage in the fantastic. The root word for fantastic is fantasy. It's about digging into those ideas of what could be, what what's possible and how to manifest that himself. And so all of that rolled forward. In the past, I just did it for, for funsies. None of it mattered. But now I use it as a way to express my understandings and my truths. So if you see my occult show at Sherwood, um, and an expanded version of that is is my down the rabbit hole show which uh, where i bring out the artifacts and we do some interactive stuff and all of that uh it's it's a show it's theater right but it's also based on things that matter to me 
And the message behind the show is the world is much more magical than we give it credit for. And that we are too. And we have the ability to be at the center of our own power. We don't have to ask permission to have a good life. We don't have to go through a gateway uh, where someone allows us to manifest things. This is something that is given to us. Uh, it's, it's part of being human, but we have to, we have to grab it. We got to do something about it. We got to be responsible for that. And the way I think about it is my theater gives people permission to work their own magic. Because I've had a lot of situations where in my metaphor of performance, someone has connected with something and they've done their own shadow work. They've done their own understanding that, oh, I, I can do this. I don't have to wait for someone else to do this for me. And, and they do. And they give me credit for that and go, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was just in the right place at the right time. Um, you did it. And that's the whole point is you do this stuff. But my, my theater is, is really designed to get people's heads in that space and get them open to things. And of course, since I'm doing that, stuff does happen. I, I make connections with people that go deeper than I intended to. Uh, uh, and, and I, things are revealed to me that I didn't expect to be. And we deal with all that in context. So it's, it's a theatrical gateway into that magical threshold. Uh, and I can crank the woo up and down a little bit. Um, sometimes it feels more like a mind reading show, but it's still got some of those elements in there. Um, uh, other other times, I'll bring some of my weird artifacts, like the uh, the the shrunken head and the hand of glory and the exorcism kit, and uh, and have those on display and invite people to to ask about them. Um, but the the doll is always there. The doll is always there because it's good for her to be there. People ask about the doll; they can't. So that's, that's the theatrical side of what I do. And within that, I do all kinds of things that are related to the technology and the production of shows and events. Uh, so I do media. I'm doing it now. Uh, I do, uh, I do uh, one of the things I'm working on right now is a, uh, I did lighting design for a show that was written in 1944 during the Holocaust uh, and has been resurrected. It was never performed in its day because the people that were going to perform it got shipped off to the concentration camps. There was only one survivor. And she, in the early 60s, 1961, I think it was, collaborated with someone to recreate this play based on her memory of it. And then she's capped it on either side with the realities of those people putting that on. And, and the, the, so it's a play within a play. But uh, I got called upon because their lighting person went away and they were stuck. And I designed and executed lighting for that show in two days. And, and got them to opening night. Um, and uh, so that show runs through the 21st. And the, the production is so Jewish that one of the actors' name is Moses. Uh, so it's, it's very cool to be invited into that space and to help share that important story with people. Um, I, uh, I do writing and directing of things for people. Uh, and not all of it is spooky. I mean, I like to center myself in the spooky place because that's my happy place, as weird as that may sound. Um, but uh, but off to the side of that, there's the spiritual aspect of what I do, um, which is hinted at in my theater, but it's it's not it's not exactly 
Well, I guess during the spirit messages, it, it, it kind of becomes that. But people have plausible deniability. They can decide that I'm really doing spirit messaging, which I am, or they can decide that it's just some other kind of thing going on and uh, and blow it off. But I do have several people that come to me for uh, divination, that come to me for advice on doing workings uh, and... and uh, and just how to how to work with their shadow work and how to how to figure out what to do with what they've got uh, and i'm i'm blessed in that i've been curious about a lot of different modes so i know things about wicca i grew up in christianity i i know things about about various magical practices i know a little bit about what a root worker does although you know, I, I stay a little back from that because because some of that is a closed practice. But I understand some of it well enough to have a conversation with someone. And so I feel like I'm very good at dealing with people where they are. So if they need to do something, I don't say, okay, well, here's the way I do it. We try and figure out what's going to work for them using the techniques that they are comfortable with. And I suggest and, and you know, put into work. And I feel like I've had a very positive impact on a lot of people by making them realize that they, it's, it's about them. It's about their own power, that no one can stop them once they decide to take it on and, and be responsible. Um, and... Uh, you know, it, it's it's terrible for business because obviously the best way is is you make people dependent on you. <laughs> they they got to keep coming back to you for that. And I have a tendency to set people free. <laughs> I help them do the work and then you go, you go. Um, so uh, so I don't necessarily have some of the uh, the cult following that some people might. Um, I'd probably make more money if I was better at that, but I just, I, I can't do it. <laughs> I love when somebody rises into that. It's just so much fun to watch them fly. So basically this is what I heard. You help people to create a magical space and to grow in it i think that's fair i think that's that fair but i do it in a lot of different ways and I, I try to do it in a way that's not grim i try to do it in a way that that is not foreboding you know i am not the but, master but wizard in their way i try to to to, to meet them somewhere yeah. um and and because because that's where the most power is yeah. is is finding your own center finding what you connect with and and doing that and you may mm -hmm. be inspired by me i may answer questions i may tell you how i approach things but ultimately if you don't embrace it it's not it's not going to stick it's not going to last and so it's important to me that you are in your own power so that you can because ultimately it's all going to be up to you. Yeah. So next time, just say what I said and I'll be a lot quicker. <laughs> <better>, okay. <laughs> well, I wanted to give some background on that. And, and that's, that's a challenge because for the people that are interested in me theatrically, uh, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to blow that off because I love what I do in that space. Um, that's I, when you get down to ask questions, Saul. You don't sit there and it's it's not like it's it's like telling a plot to a movie. You don't want to give them the whole thing at one time, honey. You want them to ask questions. You want them to ask, hey, who is the main star of this? Oh, great. It's Luke Skywalker. Awesome. What is he doing? Oh, he's trying to become a Jedi. Awesome. Okay, how is he going to be doing that? Oh, he meets this um, Han Solo, and he gets on a starship. Awesome. They're trying to rescue a princess. Nice. Blah, 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 blah. 
You don't sit there and say, oh, they go and blow up the Death Star. Bye-bye. You don't you don't give them the whole thing, honey. You want them to start asking and asking and asking more questions. You want them to de- devolve into it. That's how you get them to come back, sweetie. I fail, but hopefully I do it in a somewhat amusing way. Um, yes. But I think the uh, I think the way that the I've really come to understand it, uh, especially after Sherwood run, is is what I do is I do theater that helps people to work their own magic. That that, that gives people permission to work their own magic. And there you go. I also do I also work with the spiritual side of things for people that want to go deeper. And I can scare the shit out of you. Awesome. Now <laughs> I like that part. That part's always the funnest part to do. <laughs> now you uh now, now, when I look at the things that you do, it feels to me like there's a lot going on there. So how do you take all that you do and encapsulate it in that one little phrase, that one little perfect phrase? Simple. I'm a bridge maker. Okay. I'm a bridge maker. No matter whether you are a beginner, intermediate, or advance my products morph to you all my products can be used by you for your purposes nice period all my services are morphed to you they're designed to you they're the ones that give you permission to be able to embrace the power of your own Magic. Now they do that depending on the product. And I can show you how they do that because as your guide, I can be able to do that. Not a problem. Lovely. Now that took me what a minute. <laughs> well, maybe someday I will be better. I continue to try. <laughs> so come with me, and I will start showing you a product, and <laughs> we'll start having some conversation. But then again, so I ask a lot of questions. I'm not the first one to start telling them what I do. I ask a lot of questions. You got to start asking questions, Saul. Go up to them, say, hey, good day. How are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. Get Start asking questions. That's how you start a conversation. Hmm. Tell them, hey, I love your, I love your shoes. Oh, hey, I love that necklace that you have. Oh, I love your hat. Where did you get that hat? Did you design it yourself? Did you put that thing on your hat or that flower on your hat or the button on your hat? And even if you don't like the hat, ask where they got the hat so that way you you know where not to go. Even if you don't like the shirt, hey, where did you get that shirt? That way you know where not to go. Well, I've always been a little awkward. That's the reason why you ask questions. Always ask questions. You answer their, you always answer their question very, very quickly. And you turn it right back into a question. And practice that. It's easy. All right. Once you start practicing that, you'll get better at it. You'll get better at it. Trust me, I, I was very awkward too. There was one time you couldn't get me to talk. I'm serious. There was one time you could not get me to talk. I would not speak to you at all. 
especially when I was like in high school, unless you pissed mm-hmm. me off. Then you got my attention, but you didn't want my attention then. I was always the quiet one in the room. And when I'm around a bunch of new people, I'm usually the quiet one until I figure out my way in. And then I start talking. Lots of room for growth. But like I said, when you when once you figure out your way in, just figure out somebody. And just start talking to them. Hey, what's the worst thing that can happen? You embarrass yourself a little bit? Are you ever going to see them again? Probably not. And if you do, who cares? Who cares what they think? I don't. And do you really? Probably not. I mean, even if you work with them again in the theater... It's a one-time thing. Big deal. If they're going to be that much of a jackass, they're going to be a jackass either way. So it doesn't matter whether you embarrass yourself or not, they're going to be that way. Take it like a lump of coal and keep going. No big deal. And just keep moving. Because life is too short to... (sighs) Hang on to all of this crap about, oh, I trip and I fell in front of Johnny Cash or whatever his damn name is. Who cares? Yeah, they laughed at you, big damn deal. Whoopie doo. Who cares? That's just something that you have to face up in your shadow work. Which, you know... By the way, people who don't do their shadow work, oh, God, which, by the way, you need to drink. People who don't do their shadow work. Number one, are not people who really want to do magic. Because you've got to be able to organize yourself and you've got to be able to start taking responsibility and you've got to know yourself. And if you want to do magic and you want to do it properly and you want to be able to take the responsibility that you have to be able to take, you have to do your goddamn shadow work. And if this entire country... Would you have started to do the damn shadow work in the first place? We wouldn't be here. But no, we are not taught how to do our damn shadow work. Instead, we're taught to blame it on everybody else, all of our faults on everybody else and not take our own damn responsibility. We're taught to devalue everyone else instead of valuing ourselves and then valuing other people and then valuing our community. That's what we're taught. So we need to value each other. We need to value ourselves. Hell, if we valued ourselves first, We would have the self-confidence to be able to value each other and then value our community. And then we wouldn't have to go out and shoot each other. Jesus. You know, it's it's like that one guy that went and, and shot his neighbor because his neighbor says, please stop shooting so I can get my baby to sleep. What the hell? What the hell's wrong with you? Jesus. Or the kid in North Carolina who um, had to run because the ball was running, was rolling into, into a neighbor's yard. And this guy comes out and just starts shooting. Oh my God. What the hell? damn people 
<sighs> okay. So. <laughs> Well, that tells you where my mind went to. Do your goddamn shadow work. <laughs> and that's all for our show today. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> uh, like this episode has homework. Right. <laughs> so join us next time when Saul and I will be chatting with David Sheep. Embrace your power, support your community, and keep your fuzzy babies, your family, friends, and yourself safe, and have an absolute magical week. You have been listening to Whips Hack Chats. Host, Miss Nikki Kirby. Co-host, Saul Ravencraft. Executive producer, Nikki Kirby, producer, Saul Ravencraft, video editor, Magical Miss Entertainment, Miss Made Productions, Witch Hat Chats theme song, The Middle Witch, by Serena Janini, Magical Miss Entertainment, Miss Made Productions. Sponsored by Ever Moving We Ride, Moonlight Potions and Charms, Texas Mojo Man. Copyrighted 2020 through 2022 by Nikki Kirby and Witch Hat Chats. Trademark All Rights Reserved. All material of Witch Hat Chats is a trademark of Nikki Kirby and Magical Miss Entertainment. This podcast is for information only and is not an offering of sale of any security of Witch Hat Chats trademark or its project or its affiliates. All video, audio, and music are the property of Nikki Kirby and Witch Hat Chats trademark and may not be disclosed, distributed, or reproduced without the express written permission of Nikki Kirby and Witch Hat Chat's trademark. <laughs>